You're listening to My Sister Says with Amy, Erin, and Carly. It's just something to listen to. This is episode six. Okay, so we're going to start off how we always start off and talk about what we're into. And I'll go first. So I have two things that I've been into. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't decide. It's She's been, into so much. It's been a while since we talked, so I have things that I've She's into. lying. I just talked to both of them a lot today. Well, I mean, on the podcast. Oh, oh. Since we've done the podcast. <laughs> With our <laughs> listeners. Yes. <laughs> we have so many listeners. Um, so I've been into Ben Rector's new album called Magic. Ben mm-hmm. Rector is, um, I wasn't really into him when I first heard about him, but then I listened to him some more. I learned, I learned about him in college when I was in Nashville because he is a Nashville-based artist. He sounds like a college music person. Just like when you said Ben Rector, I was like, wow, I bet all the cool kids are into him. Yeah, like my roommate was really into him. And that's how I first, like, heard his songs. And he was in Nashville, and he did, like, little concerts everywhere. And But then later on, I guess I was feeling nostalgic, probably. And I was like, I want to listen to bands that were in Nashville after I moved away. And so I listened to him some more, and I was like, oh, I actually like him. And then he just came out with a new album, like, I want to say this month, July 2018, (laughs) called Magic, and I've been listening to it, and I think it's his best one so far. Would you say it's magical? I actually am not, like, his first song is called Extraordinary Magic, and that one's one of my least favorite songs, Mm. but all the other songs... Or magical. It's pretty good. Well, he had to do the part where he wasn't magic at first. I mean, as I've listened to it more, it's grown on me. You know, yeah, one of those things. Um, So I've never, I haven't heard him. How would you describe his music? Like, what kind of style is he? Um, well, he's kind of pop indie, I would say. Singer songwriter too. Like, there was the one song. It really reminded me of like a Phil Collins song. Ooh. Like one of his songs. And this particular album, he has a lot of synths going on and like 80s vibes. Hmm. So oh, you know I like that. Yeah. So I think I think you'll enjoy this album in particular. Is it like music you listen to when you want to chill out or when you want to dance? I would say he's got a good mix of that. Okay. Like, his lyrics are pretty relatable. Like, he doesn't... He talk, He has one called Old Friends, and it's just about, like, reconnecting with your old friends from, like, childhood. And he's pretty nostalgic in his, his lyrics. Hmm. Yeah, he's just a fun artist, and I've heard his concerts are really fun, too. So... You gotta get to one. I know, Is he going I mean, on tour I think he's soon? going on tour, like, in August. He <gasps> starts a tour. You should wear a Harry Potter outfit. Because, oh, because it's magical. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. And I tried looking up YouTube videos of him, like, to see if he's been on any shows playing his music, but I haven't seen him. Really? No. He needs to get on there. He was That's on Conan once. Big. Yeah. He was on Conan. But I haven't seen him with this new album. And then my second one, I haven't even gotten to my second thing. Oh, yeah. It is called The Bible Binge, which is another podcast so, like, our first ever My Sister Says podcast, my f- thing I was into was the Popcast with Knox and Jamie. And the people that do that, Knox and Jamie, have this spinoff podcast called The Bible Binge. And so they take a story from the Bible, um, and then they kind of recap it at, like it's a movie or a book, and they kind of cast the characters... With real celebrities? Real celebrities, real actors. They kind of (laughs) decide, like, I wish I had a good example. Joaquin Phoenix as Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. I think they cast Jason Bateman as, like, Joseph for some reason. And the Technicolor Dreamcoat? 
only Bible version, so no yeah. songs. Exactly. Mm. I think Susan Sarandon was like Rebecca or something. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't where. Really? But it was Sarah. <laughs> I can't remember. They they cast Susan Sarandon as somebody. I would put her as, what's her name? Mary Magdalene. I almost called her Maid Mary. Oh, they, they did do Mary Robin Magdalene. Hood, you guys. <laughs> oh, no, they did like Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Yeah. Those siblings. And now I can't remember who the... They cast us. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, Can't man. wait to watch I'm it. Really, I'm really struggling with this. <laughs> that does sound really cool. But, though. yeah, it's really it's a fun way to kind of reimagine Bible stories. And yeah. they, they do have yeah. some, like, interesting insights. They do some research into it. Like, they read, like, footnotes and what are those things called? people commentary commentary yeah thank you (laughs) i'm just over here like nodding (laughs) yeah yeah they have those things (laughs) commentary they read different commentaries and and then at the end of every episode they have a bible scholar like a real educated biblical person (laughs) like point out all the flaws that they had in their opinions and what they said so the catch-all right. at the end. Mm. And then they always have a preface like, this isn't meant to be, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, they just say, oh, don't be too offended by this because yeah. we're just using our imaginations here. We're yeah. not saying that God told us to cast Jason Bateman as, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who did you say he was again? Joseph, I think. Joseph. I might have gotten that wrong, too. Mm. <laughs> well, Jason Bateman should be somewhere in the Bible for sure. I did sure. not do my research. He was in the Bible. I just don't remember which character You should put the was. whole cast of Arrested Development in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dax Shepard was maybe like <gasps> Kane. <laughs> oh, oh, hmm. <laughs> That's a thinker. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I recommend it. I wouldn't, yeah, I that makes me want to listen to it because yeah, I want to yeah. know. I've heard of this before. I'm not sure why I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just really interested in the casting. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. That's like half the episode. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. like a thing that you do with any book that you read, yeah. too, is you decide, like, who does this, like, what, who can I see playing this role, mm-hmm. you know? So it's nice to have that done with the Bible stories that at least we've heard like all of our lives yeah. <laughs> to kind of imagine it in that way. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. And I think their first season they did um, like Jesus's lineage. So. Um, Whoa. And then the second season it was uh, biblical siblings or relationships. Ooh, I want to know who they cast as Abraham. I know that Abraham is in one of those episodes. Ooh, I gotta listen to that one. Yeah. So, I highly recommend it. Alright, um, let's move on to me, please. My thing that I'm interested in is driving my new car. Yay! Yay! Aaron's got a car. I got a car. I haven't had a car since, like, 2013. Um, because I was living in Chicago and I didn't need one, but I decided after I came back from my trip to Europe that I'd really, I knew I was going to want to travel around to see all the people that I know in different places and I didn't want to rent a car and drop like a thousand dollars for a week of rental Mm -hmm. when I could put that thousand dollars into an actual car that I own. So yeah. I went off and bought myself a used car, but it's yep. fairly new, 2016 yeah, nice. Kia Rio, yeah. and it's blue. Everybody's been telling me that it's a nice color. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's very pleasant. Um, and it's just been nice to be driving again. I took a trip to see all of my best friends. I have three best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Do they listen to the show? Um, you should maybe. say their names, and then maybe, and then you should tell them. We said your I'll name. I'll say their first names. Yeah, Ashley. She lives in Chicago. Laura. 
She lives in Columbus, Ohio. And Jess, she lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Technically, she lives in Indiana across the river, but let's not talk about Indiana because I don't know. I just, I'm not into the state. Sorry. Sorry, Indiana (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Sorry to all of our Hoosiers. Yeah, I think that's (laughs) right. right. I think you're right. (laughs) Sorry, Hoosiers. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'll probably end up living there for most of my life now that I've said that. I (laughs) always backfire and do the things that I think I hate, Mm -hmm. like living in Indiana. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I went to see all of my friends, and I drove my car to each place and even parked it in Chicago, which I was always afraid of doing Mm -hmm. um, because I'm really bad at parallel parking. But thankfully... a tiny car. Yeah, I bought myself a tiny car. (laughs) So honestly, one of the reasons I wanted a car that was that small was so that I could parallel park well. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to find spots that were a little bit bigger than average to park. So it worked out well. Um, And it's great to be in my car and just like practice my vocal exercises oh yeah (laughs) and by that i mean sing songs by the carpenters and by celine dion because that works my alto and my soprano range (laughs) wow (laughs) and my soprano range is rough these days so i'm very excited to have a car to just belt it out Mm -hmm. try my best and not disturb people it's when i do my car's a good place to do that also Mm -hmm. it's a great place to listen to podcasts I did a lot of that on the way up to Chicago and just uh, put my old like iTunes on shuffle, even though I was just having this discussion with a couple of people about how I really use Apple Music these days to listen to my music mm-hmm. if I want anything new. But I still have a bunch of old songs that I've downloaded over the years that are on my phone. So... Sometimes I just like to put that on shuffle and remind myself that I have great taste. (laughs) So that's what I've been into lately, just driving my car, sometimes looking out the window and just looking at it, going, wow, that's my car. I know, I did that too when I bought my car. (laughs) And you have a fancy little thing in your uh, vent thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my car had a little tiny stench of somebody who had used cigarettes in there. So (laughs) I decided that I wanted to have an air freshener, but I didn't want to just go buy a scent because usually I feel like they're overpowering. Yeah. So um, I looked at DIY air fresheners, and I saw that there are things that are made out of um, felt, just like basic felt things that you can stick in your stick like hang on your window or on your mirror or you can stick in your vents to make it smell better and you just put like essential oils or a perfume that you really like just squirt it on there so i decided to make a full bouquet of flowers out of felt (laughs) and like weave it through my air conditioning vent so (laughs) that's my personal touch so far um, but I plan to make some more in the future. So bumper keep st- keep listening. Going to get bumper stickers? Um, probably not. Hmm. I don't like stickers. Yeah, I don't either. Because I had to peel some stickers off from the dealership that I got it from. And mm. I was like, yeah, this is annoying. Now I have to go get like oil to like put on there to scrape it all off and soap, scrub it down so that it was mm. all clean. Yeah. I got it taken care of, but I'd hate to do that to whoever might own the car after I decide I'm tired of it. They <laughs> have all this sticker scum on the back. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but that is my thing that I'm into, very into it. I even drove it today. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty big deal. <laughs> Amy, you're up. Okay, I have a TV show this time. Yay! Which I feel like I don't usually have the TV shows. Yeah, but I don't uh, watch a lot of TV. I've been I've been watching a lot of TV while I do my hundred day project, which we'll be talking uh-huh. about later. Mm-hmm. So I've I've actually watched quite a few shows, but um, recently I finished up the Anne with an E show that's on Netflix. Yes. Yes. Tell me about it. 
I haven't Have seen, you it. seen it. No. Okay. Um, so it, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's good. It is definitely not like a faithful retelling of the books. Oh. So yeah. if you're expecting that, then you will be confused. <laughs> I had heard a little bit about it before I watched it, so I had heard that it was kind of a, a darker take on mm-hmm. stuff. That yeah. sounds. So good I was prepared. To me. So yeah, it is a little bit darker. It kind of does some flashback types of things to kind of show kind of the backstory of some of the characters and some of the trauma that they've experienced before that they're Mm. recovering from, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But I think it's well done. Mm -hmm. And there are like, there are things in the plot and even some characters that are just totally new and made up from Mm. the books. But I feel like they do a good job of, I I feel like they do a good job with the characters. Like, they still feel very true to who the people were in the book, even though there are some different things happening and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, How is the character of Diana? I think Diana is very good. Mm. She is... um, you know, she's Diana. She's she's Anne's best friend. She's a good friend. She had she it shows a good kind of contrast between you know, she's good at like being silly and imaginative and all of that with Anne, but you can tell yeah. that she's also, you know, a little more proper and kinda knows how to behave in society more than Anne and that does kind of thing. Does she have raven hair? She does, yes. Uh, perfect. She yes. needs to have the right color hair for sure. Yes. Um, just so our listeners know, I was in the play Anne of Green Gables once, and I played Diana. Uh, oh, very yes. challenging, very challenging role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really, but I had to wear a wig, black wig. Oh, yeah. Yep. So even though... It's been a while since I've read Anne of Green Gables or was in the play or have seen any movie versions of it. I'm very Mm -hmm. interested in this new Anne with the E, and I think I will probably watch it soon, especially now that I know both of my sisters have. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's good. I would say the one thing that I wish they had done a little better is Gilbert. Oh, no. I don't want to hear that. Well, I think, like, the Gilbert is good. Mm-hmm. I think what I feel like is off about him is that he just starts off too grown up, oh. if that makes sense. Yeah, he needs you to know, be, like, an annoying, right. teasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like in the books, yeah. you know, he starts off kind of immature, and it's, it's the way that Anne challenges him and kind of humbles him and rejects him that makes him grow Yes. And become the Gilbert that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. I feel like in this show, he starts off already the mature one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's already wrong. a great guy, which is fine, but it doesn't really leave him a lot of room to grow. Yeah. It's just a different story and dynamic for the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of get this sense that, like, we're just sort of waiting for Anne to grow up to catch up to Gilbert. Yeah. That is how it is. But... Really, they grow together, you know? Yeah. At least in the book, they do. And I mm. like that better. Yeah. But otherwise, he's good. Okay. So Good to know. There, I don't want to get my... my hopes up for him being perfect. Yeah. So that's my, my official uh, review of Anne with an E. Should we move on to our main topic of oh, the podcast? Yeah. We should. Drum roll. So, Amy, you want to you wanna start... With yeah. explaining it? Yeah, so we're talking about the 100-day project today. And this is something I've heard of for a couple of years now because a blogger that I have followed for a long time has done it for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, but it's basically, I mean, it's basically just a hashtag on Instagram. So mm-hmm. hashtag the 100-day project. And... Um, but there are two people who kind of head it up, and so they have, like, a start date. That's, like, the official time to start the 100-day project, and then people from all over the world pick a project to do every day for 100 days. And they're just supposed to document it and share it on Instagram, and that way other people can see what they're doing. 
and um, people do all sorts of different things. I mean, it can be any kind of anything, really, just yeah. something that you have committed to do for 100 days. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's something that's going to kind of flex your creative muscles and help you be um, just think of new ideas and try new things and grow in your skills and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of make creativity a habit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I decided this year that that was something I wanted to try. And I told Aaron and Carly about it and roped them into trying it too. So um, for my 100-day project, I decided I was going to paint some kind of plant in watercolor each day for 100 days. So, I, mm-hmm. And I had my... Everybody's supposed to come up with their own, like, hashtag to keep all their stuff together or whatever. So mine was 100 Little Botanicals. Good hashtag. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, I just sat down and painted painted some kind of a plant or flower or whatever uh, for, 100, for 100 days. And I used – I just used, like, a 4 four by 6 uh, sketchbook. Mm-hmm. So they were small paintings, and I had the little travel-sized – watercolor palette thing mm-hmm. and I use those aquash brushes like the water brushes oh yeah yeah which made it made it really convenient for me because I didn't have to get like cups of water and be like washing things oh, out yeah. and all of that I could just I could just sit on sit on my couch and do watercolor without making yeah. a huge mess I love those brushes we'll yes. link to those brushes so you can see oh, what yeah. we're talking about yes they're very handy they hold water inside the pen and you yeah. can just like give a little squeeze to yeah. get more water in the in the bristles. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Um, so yeah, that's what I did for a hundred days, and I think in terms of I think I improved. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say I've been really impressed by your skills. Like you've really been building on, mm-hmm. and you've done some like similar and some of the same plants. Mm-hmm over yeah. time and you can see the difference big time yeah, yeah. well thank you I'm mm-hmm. glad you can notice that yeah there were for my 100th one I did a violet which is the same thing I did for my first one mm-hmm. and honestly my 100th violet was not my favorite painting <laughs> um, but it was it felt like an appropriate thing to end on yeah um, but I felt like some of my some of the ones here in the past couple weeks we're good. Like I did Poppy several times because my daughter, na- my daughter's name is Poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So like my first ones were okay. My second one was a little bit. It looked a little bit looser and more expressive, but I really liked my last one, which was towards mm-hmm. the end of the project. Yeah. I felt like it was mm-hmm. much more like what I want Poppy paintings to look like. So. Yeah. So yeah, and I tried different things. There were a few times. Um, I did like little bouquet arrangements of like different Ooh, flowers. Yes, those are my mm-hmm. favorite. Yeah, I enjoyed those. those. Nice. I, I can see myself playing around with that idea more mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And some things I tried to do like more realistic, some things I tried to do more kind of impressionist type, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just tried a lot of different things over the 100 days and it was fun. It was yeah. fun to, to do something and kind of iterate on the same idea over and over you know yeah it's fun to like have that idea in mind of how many different installments you're going to have so that you have a little bit of freedom to say today I'm just gonna kind of play around and I know I'll have plenty of other opportunities to like try harder at like the realist look or to Mm -hmm. expand on what's more fun for me Mm mm-hmm it's yeah, nice I felt like um, one of the things I I'm working on a blog post thing, and mm-hmm. one of the things I notice is that volume breeds confidence. Yes, because I feel like before when I've sat down to like be crafty or paint something, it's usually like once in a blue moon that I actually mm-hmm. get around to doing it. Yeah. And so I sit down and I feel a lot of pressure to make it good because yeah. this is the only time I'm going to do anything, and. Uh, you know, that just makes it not as fun and usually makes me disappointed in what I've made. Mm-hmm. But when I know I'm going to be painting a hundred flowers, 
that's a lot of flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay if some of them don't turn out that good. Yes. You know, I can just try something and not yeah. worry about it being worthy of hanging on the wall because I'm not going to hang a hundred flowers on my wall, you yeah. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel like that was really helpful to know that I was going to be doing that much. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's so true. I had the same experience with mine. Yeah. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that phrase that volume breeds confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's true. And I think the biggest thing I learned is that I can actually fit in a little creative exercise in my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That felt very um, unrealistic to me before. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think I had the time to do that kind of thing, but I managed to do it for 100 days, so that tells me that I could keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that really impressed me with yours is that, like, that you have been, you have a very full life with your children, so I I was surprised that, too, that you were able to make it such a steady habit. Yeah, Yeah. you were very consistent, Mm -hmm. and when, especially when you posted, too, which I think was kind of nice. Just because yeah. I always expected to see it either, like, right before I went to bed or, like, in the morning yeah. when yeah. I scrolled through Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do you think you're going to hang any of them up? I've or thought about it. I'm any? not sure where exactly, but, yeah, I've thought about picking some of my favorites and kind of making a little grid arrangement yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Do you think you're going to keep painting or, like, continue maybe not every day but do you yeah. think you're, it's built your interest in painting more I think yeah I think it has like I said I'm interested in doing some more like little bouquet type things because I thought those were mm-hmm. fun it was fun to yeah. play with like different shapes and color combinations yeah um, and then Carly and I took there was a like a two two session watercolor workshop at um, our library here yeah that we mm-hmm. took together and that was towards yeah. the end of um, my project, but, mm-hmm. you know, that did more like landscapes and stuff. And that got me kind of interested in painting clouds. Cause I found that yeah, difficult right. <laughs> clouds yeah, and skies are fascinating. Like mm-hmm. And if you uh, go to like an art museum and look at all the different landscapes, it's amazing how differently each artist does clouds. Yeah. Yeah. And so so yeah, that's something I'd like to try more yeah. of. Yes, I enjoyed um, that. I class. would just like to say that you did a great job on your 100 days. You did. Thank you. And we're very proud of you for getting it all done. Yeah. Thanks. You're an inspiration. Yes, <laughs> big sister inspiration. Yeah. I feel more challenged to do it myself. Well, I guess that can lead into <laughs> Carly. I uh. I did the 100-day project for, I think, two days? (laughs) I think maybe three. Was it three days? Yeah, Yeah. I think it was three. Three days. I made it. And uh, I think I failed for a couple different reasons. Well, let's go ahead and say, let's not use the word fail. Okay. (laughs) I did try. I did try. (laughs) I think I didn't accomplish it. Continue it. Right. I didn't continue it for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think I, when I, the first, I didn't really think it out very well. I didn't really have a great idea of what I wanted to do for 100 days. I thought about maybe cartoons, but like doing like little, little cartoons or something. Because yeah. I still, I still think that's a fun idea. I still think yeah. I should try to do that a little bit, but um, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want to, I feel like that takes more brain energy than I really want to put into every day. And then yeah. I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll try. I always like typography and I kind of wanted to improve on my like hand, handwritten type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hand drawn type. So I thought, oh, maybe I can do something with that. And then, um, for some reason that night I was like, eating some chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and I was like oh Ooh, yeah. I should incorporate food into it because food's another one of my interests and so I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna try to do typography and food like try to incorporate that together which I did for three days and then after that I was just like oh this is 
I, would, I don't know. <laughs> I had ideas. I had more ideas, but I think another the second reason was because for work, I already do a lot of creative work, and I make a lot of things every day anyway. Especially design. Yeah. It's not really that different from what you do for yeah, your job. Yeah, it wasn't that different. Yeah. Um, so I think that was another factor. I just kind of feel creatively drained sometimes because I do create a lot of different things mm-hmm. Yeah. for my work. So I think that was another factor with why coming home and doing another thing creatively trying to come up with another idea yeah. <laughs> just yeah. wasn't working for a hundred days. So I might try something else another time, something a little different. I mean, I'm still all for the cartoons. Yeah. I think what mm-hmm. was daunting to me, which it was daunting to all of us, I'm sure, was that there were a hundred days of it. And I just didn't see myself being able to yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I was able to do it better than I have done most things in my life. No, oh, really? <laughs> it's because I didn't think of it as, like, the bulk of 100 days. Mm-hmm. You just thought of, like, one day at a time sort of thing? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, because that's kind of how I was living my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about yours more? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really do much, so I don't have to talk about it. I can go into it you right now. Go if you into it. Yeah. Um, so I decided to do my 100 days of poetry. Um, so I, I, my hashtag was 100 little poems, lil poems, <laughs> um, because I think 100 little poems had already been used by somebody. <laughs> but. Um, the reason I picked poetry was because I, I've i always been kind of inclined towards writing in words when I actually put the effort into it, but um, I rarely put the effort into it. So <laughs> um, I, I take a lot of photos in my regular life, and I considered um, just making it a photography thing, but I thought that was a little too easy. It wasn't much of a challenge for me to take one picture a day. Um, so I decided to make it a poetry challenge because poems can be short if they need to be. Um, and so it's not too daunting. Um, it's not like I have to write a short story every day or anything. I don't have to write a ballad every day. (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. just write a haiku if I need to, like I'm exhausted. I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I chose poetry and I think the reason... Um, I'm still not done with my 100-day project. I'm at like 85 or 86 right now. So close. I know. (laughs) And at this point, I really feel confident that I will finish it, Mm -hmm. um, which is a huge issue in my life in general because I never finish projects. It's like the biggest like hurdle that I have to get over as a creative person is that I generally drop things. Um, So... I'm really proud of myself, but I think the reason that I was able to uh, do such a good job, especially in the beginning, and keep up with it, was because I've been traveling. Um, I've been in Europe for the past three months. I got back a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know what it is. Almost a month ago. Yeah. Um, So I... um, I was traveling, and that really helped me, one, because I was alone a lot, so I had plenty of time to, like, think and, you know, just let things come to me, and I also had a lot of, um, I was more observant to my surroundings because I was in places I'd never been before, and I was trying to figure out how to get from place to place or decide what to do Mm -hmm. and communicate with other people. So there were a lot of new experiences happening in my life, and it just worked really well with um, this project because there was always something that I could use as inspiration for my poetry. Mm -hmm. Um. So if it was just an encounter that I had with a person or a place that I went or um, a food that I ate or just like 
a bad day that I had in the middle of all the other exciting days, all of this could be used. And it was a lot easier for me to do that than, um, than I think it would have been if I were in a very like regular scheduled, um, (laughs) yeah, like nine to five working life where, yeah, where I would go to work and then go home. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it worked out well, but, um, now that I'm back in the States and I'm trying to figure out the next stage of my life, um, it seems like there's a little less inspiration and a little more stress going on. So it's been a little more difficult to get things out on time. Um, so that's like Amy said before, I think the fact that I had this project, um, And I, you know, it was just like some days I knew I was going to put out a poem that I wasn't really that proud of or excited about, but, um, but I had plenty of opportunities to actually work on something I enjoyed that really has built, um, quite a confidence in me as far as my writing abilities, because I haven't really tried as consistently before in my writing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I'm feeling a little more inclined to like, go forward with other writing ideas I've had in the past. Yeah. Good. The only challenge now is just figuring out how to do that and live like a steady <laughs> life. A normal life. <laughs> yeah. At the yeah. same time. So, yeah. uh, but now I feel a little, a lot more confident to be able to do that because I know mm-hmm. I can put things out there. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed reading your poems. I did too. Thank yeah. You. And I felt like, especially while you were traveling, cause you've been sharing pictures you know, you share yes. pictures quite a bit of different things you're doing, but yeah. I felt like the poems kind of gave a different perspective on it. You know, it wasn't yeah. just yeah. here's what you saw, but then also like here's what you felt or experienced or whatever. So I felt mm-hmm. like it gave me a, a better just it was just more fun to follow along with your travels when there were also poems to read with it. I felt like it just gave a fuller picture of what you were what you were experiencing at the time. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was, I yeah, and I like that it's kind of become a travel journal for you, too. Yeah. Rather than having to write out every day what you did, it was more like... It really did feel that way, because I did bring, like, a journal along with me, which I wrote in sometimes, but it yeah. wasn't nearly as, like, fleshed out, and it didn't cover as much of my trip overall. Like, my poetry covers, like, the broad spectrum of the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, like I said before, it was just so easy. It, even if I was writing like a five-line poem, mm-hmm. it was it's just so much easier to write that down than to sit here and say, okay, so <laughs> what did I do every hour of my day today? Yeah. Instead, yeah. I wrote what stood out to me the most, and that kind of makes it a little more, gives it a little more impact when you focus mm-hmm. on the most important thing that happened to you in yeah. a day. Yeah. And poems are always more, like, I don't know, emotional, I guess, which is yeah. easier to write Definitely. rather than, like, factual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, which you can read one back and be like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of this other thing that I did. And yeah. I can, I'll tell you one of my favorite poems. <gasps> what was it? Was It was early on. I've had some other ones, but this is one that I remember. Yeah. It was... Poem 10 out of 100 was called La Catastrophe. Oh, yes. I remember that broken, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Broken plate. And you, I liked how you incorporated the French in. And then yeah. you also had like a conversation going on with the shop owner where you broke the plate. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. I also like the it. one where uh, like the train wasn't coming. Oh yes. yeah, your conversation with the man at the train, and then the lady the next day, or whatever. Yes, those were good. Yeah, that was good too. Yes, I have had some experiences. Maybe we'll put both of those on our show notes so yeah. people can read we'll them. Put the hash oh the poems, yeah, yeah, and the hashtags, yeah, too. Um, yeah, I you know, it's given me like I really feel like I can pursue. Well, I mean it's done a lot for me in terms of like what I'm, how I'm going to attack my next like attempts in creative <laughs> outlets mainly because like I had an idea when I was writing this uh for like I'd like to make it into like a little book about my travels and 
there were a lot of poems that I wrote that I kind of like felt sort of connected to different other times in my life. Um, just experiences that you have in mm-hmm. different places remind you of other things. So I don't know. I might write some more poems just about, you know, my past and kind of tie it in there. Um mm-hmm gives me like more to do with it than just like having it as a thing that I did I think I might carry on with that and try to build it into more cohesive work yeah yeah that's neat Mm -hmm. I think you're a really good writer I think you should keep it up thank you Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that we're proud of you too thank you (laughs) Carly we're also proud of you for trying and we know that you can do it yeah. If you want to. But yeah. if you don't want to, you can do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I might need to do something other than a visual art type of thing. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what helped me, too, is that it wasn't something that I've really put enough time into before. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I am used to doing, like, all that photography and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe if you went into you just did something... That was very different from what you do at work. Yeah, I think that would would work out better. Yeah, Yeah, I think the motivation behind the project is important. Yeah. Because, like like you you said before, Erin, I have also feel like I start things or have ideas but never really finish them or follow through. And I think a lot of times it's because I, I tend to be very focused on the end product like feel mm-hmm. like I have to have an end product that is a certain thing. And then if it starts to feel like that's not going to be easy or working very well, then that's when I kind of drop it. Yeah. And so for me, this project, it was a lot more about just learning something and having a little time for myself at the end of each day, doing something that I thought would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what kept me going because I actually enjoyed sitting down and trying this new thing that I wanted to learn. It didn't feel like a chore or like a, you know, right. it didn't feel like a thing that was another responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, you know? something to look forward to. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think to, to do a project like that, people have, you, you just have to find, like, what is it that would bring me the most fulfillment? Is it, yeah. you know, completing this type of thing or is it learning this type of thing or is it not doing it at all? You know, like it could be right. any of those things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was part of my problem. I, fo- I was already starting to feel like just more work for me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was part of the problem for me. I don't think I really figured out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think you were combining like two things and making it even more complicated by <laughs> yeah. doing that. For some reason, <laughs> I you had to think of one easier. thing and then a way to make it look fancy. Yeah, yeah. it was just too much. One day I will, I'll do something. Yeah, you might. It might just be that you could. It's not your thing. Yeah. Do another project or do something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, just work on one big project yeah. for 100 days. I will say that I normally wouldn't have gone for it. Like, I think it was just a good time in my life to do it. Because when Amy mentioned it, for some reason I felt excited about it. <laughs> Versus like, oh no, something to do. <laughs> but I feel like that's been my response to a lot of things in the past. So it was yeah. just good timing for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was a good talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other things to say about your travels? Well, you know, oh, I yeah. traveled a lot. You did travel a lot. <laughs> it was a really good experience, I will say that. I went to Italy, too. Yeah? Yeah, People I was jealous. That. You were there? <laughs> I went. No, she came to join me. <laughs> uh, our parents and yeah. myself. Everybody but Amy's family. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. <laughs> Amy's got these darn things called kids. <laughs> small children. Yeah. Very small children. <laughs> small children, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. I went to seven countries. France, Spain, Italy, Hungary, Austria, Germany. Is that all? That's six. Did you say Portugal? 
Portugal. <laughs> Did you have a favorite? Um, I think France is my favorite country. Mm. And the reason that I give is because like it has different areas that, you know, have their own like culture. So there's Paris, which is what you usually think of when you think of France. And then there's like the south of France. I went down there, um, spent a couple of weeks kind of traveling around beaches and stuff like that. And it's just a very different vibe. And then when it came back through from Germany, I went through like Strasbourg, which is close to the in the Alps, I guess, kind of mm, yeah. um, at the edge of the Alps. And um, that's got a totally different look and vibe. So everything's I mean, there's just a lot of variety going on in France. So that's why I say France. Mm-hmm. I also really liked um, Budapest. I went on a river cruise there and it was at night, so all of the buildings were lit up, and they just had it was just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I watched like some person get proposed to accidentally. <laughs> you accidentally watched them? I accidentally, no, I, I accidentally watched them. Okay. Like, I didn't know it was happening. I just like walked out this door on the boat, and then somebody was like going to one knee, and I was like, oh no. Oh, what? Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I hope Did she say yes? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, good. it was very romantic and everything. It's just you were there. <laughs> but I was there. Yeah, there were a lot of other strangers there, too, though. So it was fun. Um, Did people clap yeah. afterwards, like in the movies? <laughs> I think some people cheered, but I think it was more like, whoop. Yeah. Um, Yay. Yay. Another person's engaged. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, of course this is happening. <laughs> Me and my bitter singer, single self when I like go out, take myself out on a date and I sit there like alone. <laughs> it was like a dinner cruise. So we had like all this buffet food and I was over here just enjoying myself. <laughs> People had to come and be romantic in front of me. <laughs> But no, it was really nice. Um, <laughs> it was just cool. I liked Budapest. I also did like this underground um, tour underneath like um, a castle. Budapest Castle? I don't know. Oh, but it was like these <clears throat> caverns underneath. <clears throat> and it was just neat. I was like cool. underground things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I did a lot of stuff. I went on a lot of tours and... You know, honestly, I spent a lot of days just chilling at my hotel or Airbnb, too. So yeah. well, you wouldn't be able to keep up that pace yeah, for no three way. months. I would be, like, totally broke, too, because yeah. it's expensive oh. out there, folks. Yeah. But, no, it was really fun. I did a lot of stuff and ate a lot of food, and, and it went by fast. cultural experiences. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, travel is a thing that, like, you plan to incorporate in your life or do you feel like yes phase that is now over or (laughs) I think I'm yeah I think it's more of a thing that I'm going to incorporate in my life I may not be able to do such big long trips right um but I wouldn't be opposed to doing more Mm -hmm. it's just it's more of just a financial issue than anything but I think going on this trip to Europe um makes me feel a little more confident about confident about traveling to other countries where like the language is even harder to navigate Mm -hmm. Um, just because it made me realize how prevalent English is yeah (laughs) yeah so even if like I can't read all the signs like I think there are ways to navigate that you know I mean every place has English visitors everywhere you go. There will be people there who speak English and there will be people who are seeking the same type of services as you. And I think that was the biggest barrier for me was just like, I kind of know a little bit of French, but, um, not really, not too much, just enough to really know what I'm ordering from (laughs) a menu. (laughs) Um, and to be able to say a few basic things to people, but, um, all the other countries I went to, I was very, very novice level just like uninformed as far as the language goes and it was super easy to get around yeah so i really think in the future i might try out um other areas of the world and just get a little more experience and i think there's something to be said for just seeing that there's so much commonality between people 
no matter where you go, like everybody's, everybody's just living their life like you do. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it's good to see that and be a part of it and kind of experience, you know, their surroundings and culture. Yeah. 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 It's always nice when you travel and you, you realize, oh, they're, really are just way more good people in the world than <laughs> yeah. bad people. Bad people get the more, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I would say my appreciation for customer service has really expanded <laughs> since this trip because yeah, every now and then you just, like, really need somebody to, like, help you out. And mm-hmm. if you if you meet a nice person whose job is to do that, <laughs> it's nice. just the, it makes your day so much better. So Yeah. yeah. It was good. I recommend to anybody who has the chance to do more traveling in their life. See the world. Yep. Okay, everybody, we got to wrap this up. <clears throat> Subscribe to us on iTunes. We also have an Instagram. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure I have the handle right. My sister says dot co. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram there. Check out our show notes for this show, yeah, we'll including have links, links mm-hmm. and my personal poetry, if we remember. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions that you want sisters to answer, contact us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think we, uh, you could do that on our website, mysistersays.co. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know who is listening to this, if anyone. Yeah. yeah. You just want to say, Shout hi, out. I'm listening to you. You should do it on one of the things. My name's Frank. Give us a review. (laughs) Even if it's just a one-star review, we'll at least know someone listens to it. (laughs) Yeah, and then we'll know we have room for improvement. (laughs) Yeah, let us know what we can do better. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Do we ramble too much? Probably. Probably, yeah. Definitely. This is a very long outro. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, do all those things. Absolutely. And keep listening, folks. We'll have more things to say next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.